All right, inappropriate Earl, the number three ranked podcast in iTunes comedy. And no, I didn't hack into iTunes, you jealous fools. How about, hey, thanks for the hard work, Earl. That's not in some of yours grasp. And if you haven't been on this couch yet, don't wait for the call. <laughs> I had a comic come up to me the other night and said, hey, I'll do your podcast when I can. Uh, I never asked you. <laughs> what a weird greeting. Thanks, but no thanks. Now, you'd think there'd be a rivalry between L.A. and New York. I love New York. I love New York comics. They always do me right. Well, not all of them, but it's a big city. Today, I have two of my favorites, hosts of the Irish Goodbye podcast, Leave a review on iTunes. See, I'll ask for other people to leave a review on other people's podcasts. You selfish baboons. The great Mike Feeney and the even better <laughs> Mike Cannon. I didn't care for that, but yeah, thank so you. That's, yeah. exactly. that's an intro. That's the best intro. Well, that's what I do. Now I have no idea what we're going to talk about. But <laughs> I also like the brass knuckle mic is is a good touch that's the only sponsor of inappropriate earl you'd think being number three would get you some cash but these are mike knuckles <laughs> given to me personally by stephen piercy from rat we'll do a, a quick uh, promo picture for that that's fantastic right in front <laughs> <laughs> wow that really seems like an appropriate one that Lewis J. Gomez would have on one of his shows. Just yeah. Well, he's busy uh, prepping for his uh, title fight, <laughs> Yeah. which I don't know if a guy in his 40s should be prepping for <laughs> any fight. Well, also, the guy he's going against is, uh, Ryan O'Neill is apparently a trained martial arts. Let me tell you something. Uh, one of the funniest dudes I know, Ryan O'Neill. And he is very good in all forms of martial arts. We were fucking around one night in the comedy store parking lot. And I'm a pretty strong dude. I couldn't get out of his holds. Wow. Because he's got a body like yours. Like I wouldn't guess right? that you're super strong. Yeah. But no, no, not. I just, I don't know. You're lean. Right. Ryan's got the same build. And I, I think Lewis is going to struggle. Lewis, the only thing going for Lewis is his wild and blinding rage. That's going to be uh, his. Yeah, but that also in a organized fight that doesn't necessarily serve you because he'll gas himself out in the first 30 seconds and then be promptly abused, which is how I see that fight going. Yeah. I, I've just told Ryan survive the first 30. Yeah, <laughs> he might start crying about his mom or dad. Ignore that. Yeah, He'll get through it. I mean, hopefully Congdon isn't draining him dry. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Kim. She's, you know, I think they have a healthy sex life and I hope they are <laughs> sustaining. So Lewis can have some. I think Lewis is overconfident that he has Michael Bisping in his corner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think he thinks he is Michael Bisping. Right. He thinks well, who does? Power will transfer. Yeah, right. And it doesn't work like that. No? As far as I don't fight myself. <laughs> My dick's too big. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> I've it drains. We talked about it on your podcast yeah. yesterday for an hour. For a while. <laughs> it was the best. I don't remember talking about anything but that. <laughs> well, there was a gangbang story that yeah. you know. But again, it was around your dick. <laughs> And a cra cracker bag. Yeah. 
By the way, Ritz went bankrupt two I hours. Know. <laughs> By the sheer weight of your dick? Well, it'd probably be maybe a sponsor. I agree. Ritz Cracker Bags brought me to number two on the iTunes yeah, for- <laughs> No one's taking out Rogan. It's just not happening. I can't see that. No, he's there forever. We're just all fighting for number two. Right. Uh, now, how are you guys finding L.A. comedy? What's the difference between New York and L.A. comedy? I have had, uh, I think it's been, it's been up and down in terms of just like in New York, like some show quality. Like I've done some really terrific shows since I've been out here that were great. Um, and then, you know, we've done a couple that were a little more like sparse or, or lighter, but I think, I don't know. I expected the audiences to be a little more like sensitive here. And, uh, I really haven't found that to be the case. They've kind of been green lighting everything I've been saying. So I've had a great, I've had a great time. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting when you go to a new place and like kind of find the fact behind the PR, because, of course, every show looks amazing on social media. So you're of like, course. if I could only get on that show and when I get to L.A., I want to do that show. And then you do it and you're like, oh, it's it's like every show. It's like yeah. every New York show where some some weeks it's great. Some weeks it's not. Should have been here last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Please. I think uh, it's weird, too, because I, I feel like uh, I feel like the audiences were almost um I feel like in New York, sometimes the audiences are very shrewd comedy fans and like really want you to be smart. You know what I mean? Or like have a very, I feel like it's easy, a little easier. I don't want to say easier, but I guess. In New York? No, no. In LA, in terms of the audience is like what the subject matter that will make them. I don't know. Laugh. I mean, yeah. The, uh, I'm not sure about that. I just know in New York, in the clubs and stuff, it's so touristy that you're kind of playing to, uh, a weird palette sometimes so it's it's gotten really sensitive even in new york since you know since the election and all that stuff it's like pretty contentious it's a little more combat comedy because people are almost goad you into a political stance or just you know if you say something even moderately not to their liking they'll uh they'll challenge you to it it's weird i mean this is where the me too movement started la yeah all these horny executives yeah yeah <laughs> the hotbed of unwanted masturbation wait till it hits the open mic circuit <laughs> well that's the thing it's like you almost have to get famous to be outed because if anybody could be outed the entire open mic scene would be oh, shut down i mean i don't know what it's like in new york but out here you won't meet a more sexually deprived group of individuals <laughs> 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 it's there and it's like a dog park at an open mic just really oh it's people and i'm the leader i mean yeah <laughs> alpha dog i mean you know people look up to me for weird reasons <laughs> now what got you guys into comedy um i don't even know if there's a direct answer to that i mean i just watched a lot of comedy as a kid i remember watching like seinfeld's like uh specials uh the i'm telling you for the last time or even like Bill Cosby's himself or Uh-oh. George Carlin. I would, yeah. Watch out. I would be able to watch, I'd be able to watch all of those and then like retain it after like one viewing. And then I'd like always do that, like those bits in front of my family and stuff like that. And then uh, people met- are still allowed to admit that Cosby was great, right? Like I know, I know with the allegations and or with what I, what happened, it's kind of his entire career is viewed through a different Instagram filter, but like it's still <laughs> yeah. great. Well- I mean, yeah, I mean, O.J. Simpson was my neighbor. He's a great running back. <laughs> <laughs> <A> better neighbor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great husband. Yeah. 
until <laughs> so you leave him. Yeah. Didn't care for delivery men. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I mean, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like OJ to me is still one of the greatest running backs of all time. Right. Uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, great producer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I still like goodwill hunting. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many other uh, people that, you know, uh, you know, Brad, uh, who's the guy, the producer, Brad, uh, Brett Gre Ratner, right? Brett Ratner, yeah, he, he made great stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it is, uh, can you still like someone if they're accused of something so dastardly, right? Right, yeah, I mean, it certainly changes how because you know, jokes are also through, through a filter and you take it from who's delivering them. So at the time, Cosby is kind of this angelic perfectionist that can't do any wrong, and now you're like. Well, this guy was doing that during that. So I understand it completely changes how you listen to it now. But at the time, it was objectively almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I love the song Beat It. <laughs> I do too. Just because of Van Halen does the solo. Mm -hmm. and, but I have a hard time listening to it now. No shit. Because that guy was boning kids. <laughs> allegedly yeah i mean you know it's like it's like cosby maybe the first kid was lying that you paid 20 million to <laughs> right but, but the next 10 uh, one of them's selling the truth yeah one of them was walking around with a limp yeah i mean believe all children yeah seeking moonwalk doesn't mean it's okay like, yeah <laughs> that was sandusky's problem he couldn't sing in key and like <laughs> but he had a solid defense well those kids knew what they were getting themselves into i mean <laughs> yeah when their parents left them and forced them to join them i mean the shower heads were at a foot and a half I mean, <laughs> um i mean is there much of a me too movement in the new york comedy scene like i i mean i know there was a ucb thing that was the biggest high profile one i think and there's been certainly some some things that have kind of floated around uh even since but yeah i think the big the big it, it's mostly big in the improv scene i mean in in stand-up in new york i'm certain it happens and i'm certain that people say really fucked up shit but i feel like it is a weirder culty vibe where sketchier relationships are formed in improv in new york yeah, well improvers are hornier than stand-ups <laughs> yeah right naturally i mean i got kicked out of the groundlings i know what i'm talking about so you, you <laughs> for what horny uh, yeah, I told the teacher to fuck off. Uh, uh, that's fun. I mean, it's a pyramid scheme. Right. At least how they did it like 10 or so years ago. Like where if you were good enough to get past and no one moved on from the group ahead of you, you, you basically had to take the class again. And oh, I was wow. just like, uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. It was like seven, $800. Right. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. Thanks. Yeah. And so then I told my teacher to fuck off. He's like, you didn't. You shouldn't come back here. Like, you should have framed it like I was just yes ending your cuntiness. Yeah, yeah you did. I mean, I'm not the one who's not casting you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on him for not yes ending your fuck you, you yeah. know? And that was Sean Hogan, by the way. <laughs> I'll name names. Name so, names. Yeah. I'm not a slave to Viacom. <laughs> well, I actually am. But and how did you get started in comedy? Uh I guess it's, it's similarly like I had always been a fan and stuff like that. And uh but I was a basketball player in for two years in junior college. And uh, really? yeah, it was good. I mean, it just like we played against all these top D one people that were too dumb to get into like the Villanovas and stuff like that. I was a D three, really low D two talent at best, but I ended up getting hurt before transferring. So I kind of like just shifted focus and immediately thought of what else I was into. And it was just comedy. And did you like have a, not a mentor, but like 
like me, it was Archie Bunker. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, wow, I love how he can say offensive things. Yeah. And, and people love him. Yeah. You, it was Seinfeld. Seinfeld, Carlin, yeah. Cosby. It was weird. You? Carlin was my first favorite, like as a kid, because I remember a few moments, like one of the first even flashes of stand up in my brain. I think I was probably like six or seven. I must have been seven. If Jammin' in New York was out and my grandpa and my dad were watching it together, I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I like snuck to watch some of it. And I remember he said something like, You smell like an anchovy's cunt. And my dad and grandpa like both rolled off of the couch laughing. I was like, well, I want to do one of those one day. So that was that was my immediate first impression. And I, I just like saying bad words. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Getting paid to do so is even better. It really is crazy. Like that you can get paid to act like a buffoon. <laughs> and you can get pussy and like it's really an amazing business. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. That's an element of the business that I don't have. But you're married. Like. I know. And I've been since I start. I've been with my wife since I started, basically. How long is that? Uh, like nine in 2009, like nine and a half, almost 10 years. Is she in the business? She's not. No, she's a flower, a uh, floral designer in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Yeah. She owns her own business. Buds of Brooklyn. Yeah, let, yeah let's we'll do the plugs yeah. now i mean right. <laughs> i guess buds in brooklyn uh the uh irish goodbye podcast Fuck yeah man i it's am mike up. feeney yes and social media uh, and uh, i am mike cannon <laughs> yeah we'll just, just get that, that, that just ended up that way too we did not try to model our careers after no we just tried to get our own handles and they weren't available <laughs> Well, I mean, because those are somewhat common names. Like Earl Skakel is not. There's no, no. Other Earl Skakel in comedy. No. <laughs> yeah, my my SAG thing is like my entire name. I think it's Michael Shane Cannon because Mike Cannon was taken. Mike S. Like everything was taken, so I have to go by my full name. That sounds like a porn name, Mike Cannon. <laughs> it started out that way. <laughs> well, I bet. Mike Cannon, yeah. <laughs> um, and like L.A., I find to be a very competitive uh, stand-up market. Like everyone's always trying to climb over each other. Is New York the same vibe? A hundred percent. Really? Think there's, I think there's probably less stage time here, so maybe it's a little more like cutthroat. But New York is certainly, uh, I mean, that people are there to hustle. You know what I mean? That's that's the yeah, but I don't know if it's people like jumping over each other. That might be a different vibe because there are limited. Spots <laughs> I can here. think of ten people off yeah, the top I mean, of my head that I get. Let's name them. Let's just there, name names. I mean, this is there's certainly climbers. I mean, that's that's yes, the thing yeah, where it's sure. just like you find the you find the climbers very quick that are maybe like three years in, but they're already doing like late night sets and stuff. And you go like, well, they're just they're they're playing the game well. You know, that's yeah. what the really what it comes down you can't even fault them you're just like i mean you're not ready for that but i mean good for you who would ever turn it down you know yeah. oh yeah i mean uh, i see the same thing out here you know people get in on late night it's like uh, i just did a show with you uh i I don't know. Oh, we got someone coughing uh, <laughs> yeah this building it's the cough button yeah. well they probably have uh the hiv so we'll let oh, them no. <laughs> yeah it's all good i mean they won't be here Is in this a couple an years HIV heavy complex um you know, let's just say when people ask me if I've ever seen the movie Philadelphia, I tell them no. If I want to see a guy dying, I'll just go to the supermarket down the street. Uh. <laughs> we're we're going for the heavy material on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. love it. Philadelphia has never been such a close drive in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus. Uh, Tom Hanks went from bachelor party to Philadelphia. <laughs> Hello. I'm the only straight guy in this building. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah, mind. Didn't you say two men were having some sex? And I, uh, right where you guys walked up Other yesterday. Students. I thought, I thought my was, shoes were sticky. Yeah, bad. Yeah, so we'll take them off and let Lois sniff them. <laughs> but this bill, I mean... I know there's gay areas in New York, but like this is like I think the epicenter of of gay uh, life in in America. No kidding. And this is like the gayest street in America. Yeah. I had no idea. I swear, I got a good deal on a condo. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> I mean, it's a great. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a sweet pad, man. I mean, it's it, it's a bachelor pad. I mean, I don't think too many girls are gonna walk in and say, "Wow, I love that Ultimate Warrior cartoon." Uh, <laughs> But they will be impressed by all your trophies. Some of these hockey trophies have gotten me laid. No shit. I, I may have lied about the league I was playing in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all over the place, though, and different sides. Like, this is obviously from one league, but then you got some gold ones. Those are fantasy football trophies. Oh. <laughs> I... It, Fantasy football, it's like roast battle. I'm a great strategist. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always drafted a kicker first when people are like, what are you doing? That's crazy. No one's drafting Mike Vanderjack. <laughs> I am. You draft a kicker first? Yeah, it's fuck with people. That's insanity. <laughs> but you get the best one. Yeah, but even the best one's the worst of everything else, no? No, but see, that's that's how everyone thinks. You yeah. know, I, I, I would get the best kicker for like a dollar or two. See, my league, you get $150 in fake money. It's an auction, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. draft, I think, uh, 10 players. So, uh, I mean, one year I drafted Terrell Davis for $120. Because <laughs> I knew no one would even try and match me. And then I had, like, nine white guys to fill out my roster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think my... Strategically sound team you've ever had. But I won the league. Yeah. <laughs> I traded... This shows you how cutthroat I am. I traded a player. I, I traded a deceased player on my roster and got a tight end. Ben Coates won me the league. How did you get? Who would trade for the dead guy? The guy didn't know he was dead yet. That's, <laughs> did it's you a get a hot tip from somebody? That yeah, was murdered? it's a cold business. <laughs> yeah. You got to do this trade today. Today. Not only is comedy a cold business, but fantasy football. There's, it's like 500 bucks on the line. I'm, I'd trade my mom if I could. <laughs> And Fred Lane, who was a running back on the Carolina Panthers, he drowned trying to save a kid. Oh, so at least he went out. Yeah, I didn't no feel one. guilty. I yeah. traded him a, a upstanding player. That's so funny. And, trading know, a fucking dead guy. There's no rules. No, there certainly isn't. It's his fault for not knowing that information. You got to do the research. Yeah. It's like roast battle. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or roast masters. I don't want to uh, infringe on... Uh, I mean, none of it matters. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> I see some of these fools roaming around LA. I'm ranked number seven. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Because you're not going to get on the TV show, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> do people get on better like comedy shows based on how they do in roast. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I don't know uh, what the roast masters uh, group of comics is like stand up wise, but like I find very few can do are good at both right out here. I totally agree with that. Yeah. A lot of, I think a lot of the standups, like the ones that are pretty proficient in stand up, like we 
too busy to do that a lot of times. You know what I mean? Where it's like there's so many great New York comics that if they decided at any point that this was a an avenue worth exploring, they could easily be better than 99% of the current right. ranking people. They're just... But most of those people, also the higher echelon people like those, they're on the road. So writing minutes that can't go into their act on the road is just a complete waste of time. Right. Yeah, like Mark Norman. Exactly, yeah. He would be an amazing uh, battler. Mm-hmm. But right. He's like, uh, I'm good. Yeah, he's on the we- he's on the road every weekend. Yeah, he's so working, building. doing stand-up. And, and so. But a lot of people also thought there was a brief moment where it, it kind of reached a fever pitch in New York where people thought that like people were like not doing comedy they were like just doing roast battles where they were like this is it this is how i'm gonna be this is how my career is gonna go like people i know comics that have since like they really don't do stand-up anymore they right. just they just do roast well battles. that was like i don't know if we talked about it with you or Anne Hayes, two equal celebrities that we've you guys interviewed Anne Hayes. Yeah, with her this entire I'm impressed. Week. Yeah, this entire week she came. She came. Really? She came to Hot Tub when I was on the show on Monday, and she fucking loved my set and came up. And then we just started drinking together so much. And now she she came out Wednesday to see us all at Venice Underground. And I think she might be coming out tonight as well. And then we to interviewed ch- her Thursday. And then we had her on our on IGP <laughs> on went swimming on, at the Los Angeles tennis club. Yeah, she took it was left with her child. Yeah, what beats going in this pool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so nice. Just a petri dish. Yeah, it just, <laughs> just, just looks like an oil slick at the top. Oh, just <laughs> jump right into a bowl of semen. Oh, my God. so oh. gross. I mean, I'm happy to get the singer from Rat on. Uh-huh. <laughs> from Rat. Rat and Roll. Anne Hayes was great in Nip Tuck, which was like a guilty place. She's probably embarrassed to be like talk about that show. We oh, talked really? about Volcano and Six Days, Seven Nights. <laughs> you really should. Harrison brought... Ford. Oh, oh, she's great. Yeah. yeah. She kind of is off the radar right now. Well, well now also, she's starting to tell her, do... but Six Days, Seven Nights was one of my early masturbatory inst- inspirations. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't tell her that. Yeah. I thought it could have been an uncomfortable thing. <laughs> Who was the first person you jacked? off to first person oh i don't i don't even know probably just like a 56k fucking uh download on aol of just a pair of tits just faceless tits britney spears face yeah another totally different woman's body i mean i used to jack off to britney spears till i realized it was uh brett michaels from poison (laughs) (laughs) who also kind of looks like Shawn michaels the rest so they all the michaels kind of who looks like uh, Stormy Daniels? So it's like it's all, it's all crazy. All yeah. comes around. Is in the New York comedy scene? Is there a lot of uh, Trump jokes or? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And it's also just to me, it's just it's a weird thing where everybody. It seems like everyone's kind of got the same take. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, guys, here's how much Trump sucks, right? And then there's going to be the the one person or you know the few people who are just trying to be edgy to be like well here's here's why trump's actually pretty cool you know but even they don't believe that they just kind of want to push and prod but i don't know i haven't seen a ton of original takes at this point it just seems kind of lowest common denominator it's it's a lot of people and also there's a weird movement i'm sure you have it you know out here in terms of like people trying to outwoke one another on stage in new york so a lot of it is you know not only do they do hackneyed trump bullshit but they are incensed that anybody could even do comedy without mentioning it without talking truth to power so to speak and like trying to basically become an activist comedian as opposed to just being yeah everybody's lenny bruce and that's the other thing too a lot of like 
the whole uh, there's a, a string of kill all men or like kill all white men. White oh, men are the worst out. kind of things. That's <laughs> that's a very popular um, theme. Yeah. yeah, fuck the whites. <laughs> I'm also just down for the purge. Get me out of here. They had a good run. Yeah, I mean, we had a good run. Yeah. I mean, they. <laughs> That's why Mike is tanned so much this week. Yeah, I just am uh, trying, trying to. You guys both look tan. Trying is to save right? my career. I would say Mexican. Well, I don't know if you want to be that either. <laughs> well, I'll just pass for Puerto Rican in New York. Yeah, I'm yeah. Mexican out here, Puerto just Rican. Tell people you're Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, Mahaoli. Because <laughs> I mean, out here it's, it's heavily it's a democratic state. I would say yeah, same, uh, same in New York. Yeah. Um. So any Trump like. Hey, I think he's a great guy. The room instantly goes silent. Mm. Um, but I also like when people, I'm not opposed to political jokes. I just like it when it's good. Like the John Mulaney horse in a hospital bit is probably my favorite political bit that's been written since Trump took office because it was so original. It didn't preach any certain message. It just talked about the absurdity of the situation, something that pretty much everybody could get on board with, you know? Right. And then the other stuff that is just shoehorned fucking talking points on either side is just, it's of no interest to me because it is like Lenny Bruce when he was on pills reading court transcripts. Nobody knows that like, you know, or not nobody, but a lot of the people that think Lenny Bruce was this visionary and this amazing comedian don't realize that he was like unwatchable at the end, like just unwatchable and a terrible comic when, in you know, in the beginning, he was obviously amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, toward the end, all he would do is say the N-word, and I was like, wow, this guy's great. He's <laughs> <laughs> really, really knocking down some walls here. I yeah, like that's it. the only time he didn't get arrested for obscenity. They're like, yeah, oh, I'm all, have at it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it's so funny to see the progression of, you know, the political humor where it's, you know, you're either for him or against him, nothing mm -hmm. in between. Yeah. And it really depends, at least in L.A., on the club you're playing. Like in Orange County, they like Trump. Right. Like the Irvine Improv or, or Brea, Ontario. Mm -hmm. But out here, it's like like if you did a Trump joke at the comedy store, you know, they'd riot. Like a pro Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw Marin on uh I guess a couple nights ago at the store do a whole run on like anti Trump, but also like anti religion as well. So like you could feel the pockets of people getting like uncomfortable even for you could just like I'm getting uncomfortable for someone who might be Catholic in the room, right. that kind of a thing. But that whole thing's gotta stop. The I'm getting worried. I'm getting offended for other people. Yeah, it's brutal. I also just think people, you know, the the mar like we said, the market on Trump material is is pretty well saturated. So that's not my goal to do that shit. My goal is to just be funny and personal and hopefully people will like me and not just some hot take I had at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know shit about politics and I don't pretend to because it's so uninteresting to me and the amount of time and reading that I would have to do <laughs> to even have a strong point of view on it. Um it's not anything that I'm interested in doing. And I, there are people who do it well, who that's like all oh, they wake up and they're like reading it and watching Fox news or in CNN 24 hours a day. I'm like, that is a whole nother. It's like people who like, if you either like sports or you don't like sports, it's the same with politics. It's like mm. you like politics or you don't like them. And I'm not going to pretend to like them just because I'm it's, a little ambivalent though. Like, because I, I have an opinion. I do read and I do, you know, try to stay up on as much as possible, but I also not don't, me, baby. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> feel, I don't feel inclined to add that to my act. 
You just lost my fan base. Yeah. You read. Yep. I'm out. You don't like pro wrestling? I do like pro wrestling. I love right. pro wrestling. All right. Let me call you on your bullshit. Yeah. yeah he yeah. doesn't know pro wrestling. I, I'm like, I am. I'll tell you exactly what I know. Attitude era. And that's about it. I was going to ask you what country Kamala was from. Oh, no. I don't know that at all. Uganda. I every single year. Is that right? No, he was actually <laughs> no. from Philadelphia. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Similar. But I mean, like, you guys grew up, like, do you watch wrestling too? Not anymore, but I was a massive, like, grow up my whole, like, up until, I don't know, probably, I stopped watching it when, like, The Undertaker wrestled Kane for, like, the 30th time, mm-hmm. and then the storyline became, like, there was like Kane was like hiding in Stephanie McMahon's bushes to like try and kidnap. Like it, it got a, it took a weird turn in the early two thousands there where I ended up. Uh, but I was the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. Oh, he's great. He was he was the best man. I mean, I watched that whole like that whole come up of all the other DX and just yeah yeah. I mean, Road Dog. My <laughs> uncle was a huge like wrestling <laughs> fan, so it's like I always watched it from like. Hogan all the way up through Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, The Rock. I, mean, I still gamble every uh, Royal Rumble, me and my friends, have really? where we pick numbers from a hat, and the number that you pick is associated to the random wrestler that comes out right. in that number. And you be, and we have like you know the winner takes the pot at the end. It's the best way to watch it. I mean, I had Eric Bischoff. I was lucky enough to. I thought I just reach out to celebrities. Right. Figuring, no, no one's going to say yes. Have a real positive attitude. <laughs> he actually said, "Yeah, I'll come on." That's awesome. I said, "You got to come to my house," because most people think, "Oh, I just Skype." I'm like, "No, you got to come to West Hollywood, baby." By the way, my dog will bite. Yeah. Oh, Lois loved him. Uh, <laughs> so he was on the couch for two and a half hours, and it was like, "I'm going to try this idea to him." I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Bischoff, I I got an idea for a, you know, a wrestling sketch." And he gets, he looked real interested. He got on the edge of this couch. He's like, what is it? I'm like, well, you know, I know Hulk Hogan said some issues with, you know, racial stuff and you know, saying the N word and he didn't want his daughter to date. Uh, so I had this idea for a Royal Rumble where every two minutes Hogan has to wrestle a black wrestler on the roster. <laughs> And like they all have like chains and whips, and they're like hitting him and punishing him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he started to he lost all blood in his face. <laughs> I was killing. I rarely kill in stand up, but I was killing with this guy for two and a half hours because I was so excited that he was here. Yeah, <laughs> this is the guy that like started the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, and he just looks at me and goes, "And then what the hell would happen?" And I'm like, "Uh." I don't know, to be honest, <laughs> as far as the idea has gone. <laughs> and his daughter would come out and blow all of them. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Mark Henry at, at the minimum. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, I need to watch wrestling. I mean, stand-up's a very stressful business. Mm. Yes. Uh, you know, you're judged constantly. You know, it's very competitive uh, in both cities. Mm. Uh, although I love going to New York, New York and doing comedy because everyone's cool, like, uh, which I love. It's you'd think there'd be a rivalry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's weird because in New York, there's a, there's definitely a stereotype about L.A. and do like people that like L.A. comics where they just, I think what I think I figured it out coming on this trip was like everyone sees you know the main thing is like you can't 
do it. You can't get on stage as much as you can oh, sure. in New York. So people see that as like anybody who's accepting the reality of doing less stand-up sets by living here is therein lazy or not trying to work as hard as New York comics are, which is not true, but it's just like one of those things when people say like, oh, I'm moving to LA. People are like, oh, so you're giving up on stand up, huh? You don't care well, about because it's more of like you move out here and you you work on comedy. So it's not necessarily your there are stand up purists in New York where, you know, and I'm probably one of them, which is a douchey thing to say, but I'm I'm primarily stand up. I love stand up more than anything. That's how I want to make my money. I want to tour. You know, I do tour, but I want to tour more. Right. And it's like that's that's kind of what I want out of my career. If you move to L.A., then somebody like me, but not me, would just be like, well, oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm not I'm not going out to fucking be a, a writer in an office or anything like that. So I think I don't know. It's just, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess, where people just judge what the other option is <laughs> well no i think new york's a better comedy city like, yeah when i did skank fest last year i got to do like five spots one night and get paid for all of them right like, wow, yeah this is there's definitely significant there's definitely a and this is actually crazy to say because stand-up as a whole is like such a little money maker in terms of spot pay and stuff but it is a significant you can make significantly more money doing stand-up, I feel like, in New York. Just from, I mean, the clubs, the club right. pay. You know what I mean? Just spot pay in clubs is more than it is here. Well, and not and, to mention, it is so spread out. It's tough to get. And yeah. more clubs pay here, I yeah. feel like. You know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, there's only so many spots. Yeah, I mean, like at the comedy store, it's brutal. Like, you know, the, the booker there is probably has the toughest job and and all of comedy like there's i can't imagine juggling that many names like that many high profile sell out of stadium names and then having to you know develop people and yeah. also, that's crazy to me i mean it, it's there's i think 12 spots in the original room and there's probably 150 comics who are deserving of those spots mm. they're all funny all headliners yeah and then me uh, <laughs> do you do the road a lot um i can now because i have a I have TV credits, yeah, now, yeah. which I've never had before. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I don't want to like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I don't want to like do C rooms and mm -hmm. like triple runs. and. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've uh, heard about those. And I'm a complete nobody, but like I won't leave unless it's a good gig. Mm -hmm. Like some people don't, some of my friends don't care. They'll do a triple run and right. love it. <laughs> right uh yeah i just i like doing hours i like i just i put out an album like i'm where can people find that album we'll go to the iTunes. plugs in the middle <laughs> yeah <laughs> on itunes or or pandora or spotify everywhere i i think it just kicked in what's it called i think it just kicked in oh there yeah. you go <laughs> i'm just saying that i thought now. you were saying you know, mushrooms i thought you just me. it was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like i'm really i and this is where him and i certainly differ but i'm like really about I want to build a body of work and stand up and I want to have several hours and I want to have things that people can kind of go back and find. And so I'm, I will take a tour on a B room or whatever, or C room even, and just kind of like just to build out this shit and try to get it ready. But, um, why do we differ there? We don't differ there. No, I think stand up seems like something like, cause you want to do more TV and you've said you are like, we have different goals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for I always I say that like stand up is the best tool you could possibly have once you're famous. You know I what I mean? So. Because then once you have a fan base and you're proficient and can tour off that, then it's the best. You know what I mean? But stand up as an avenue 
solely to stand up as an avenue to getting, um, you know, famous or having that fan base is both very tough and also a very slow gradual incline, which I think doing things like the podcast and stuff helps certainly oh. escalate that tenfold because it, I mean, podcast fans are great. I mean, they're listening every week. They're, they really become fans of you. You know what I mean? They're the ones that come out and yeah. buy tickets to shows and stuff. But that's, again, it's a slow, you know, it's a, it's a slow process of doing that where I feel like if you're doing television or movies or creating, I like, I like to create a lot of just, you know, like stupid, like comedy sketches or online things or just, I just like to make funny things. I love the collaboration process of like writing with somebody and making something stupid, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, but unfortunately, especially in LA and, probably on the road too. tv credits or everything like, yeah they just want to bring you in and so you've seen this guy on yep. person of interest yeah yeah no, absolutely <laughs> they don't even care if you do comedy it's yeah seen him, uh ncis it's yeah. like yeah because even well even me like i've i've done a fair amount of tv uh you know just like panel stuff on on mtv shows or like whatever but it's like i've accumulated a fair amount of credits it's still really, really tough for me to get into clubs because they're looking for somebody who can guarantee a certain amount of tickets, which you can't blame them because oh, I all, get it. Yeah, they're also struggling for money, so they have to they have to insure something. But it's like it's a frustrating thing because as the slow you know the slow slog continues, it's like you gotta somehow catch a break in there to get to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I just want to be as good as Jeremy Piven, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've, I, I, is he, like, really doing it? I mean... Uh, I heard he was at Clusterfest, so that's cool that he's getting booked for that before. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you. Uh, I'll be featuring for Harvey Weinstein at Caroline's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard... And he's a very nice guy. I'm sure. Uh, but I heard him at the comedy store one night going, I think I have this now. I'm like... Oh, my God. Uh, what did he say? I think I've got this now. <laughs> Disbelief in your voice. I'm sorry, what? It's like, uh, wait, come again? I think I've got I mean, this I loved now. you in Heat, but like, mm. this ain't Heat. <laughs> I'm a huge PCU fan. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I loved you in that Cuba Gooding uh, movie with Mario Van Peebles. But like, Remember when you were balding forever and then it went away? Bam. Just, just, let's just keep it real. Let's just out people. Uh, but that's who gets booked. His, right. I mean, like all three of us, I'll, I'll leave myself out of it. Don't you too. Get uh, in you're here. right. I'm great. Get who, in who here. No, Come I'm on. I'm third place roast battle two years ago. <laughs> I'll fucking milk that cow till it's dry. And it's dry. Uh, but all three of us could headline. Mm -hmm. But Jeremy Piven will get booked over us 100% of the oh, time. Of course. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, why bother writing? Well, I'll just sexually harass people. Jeremy yeah. Piven on the Hug It Out Bitch tour. Right. <laughs> but I mean, as crazy as that is, that would get, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not at Skankfest this year. He should also really actually, like uh, considering the, the allegation. I'm surprised he's not at Skankfest. Yeah, headlining, <laughs> it was naked rose. It would be smart of him to, you know, get. I'm sure, like, you know, ha do an entourage tour. Have uh, have uh, Turtle do like some emceeing up top. Do a little crowd work. Then you could have uh, Vinny Chase and his Adrian Grenier's band play and open up and then he does stand up to headline it out that people that people will come out in droves I'm gonna message him about this I, wanna, <laughs> I want 10% uh, of this this is call Patrick Milligan uh, <laughs> he'll put it together he's laying low until uh, the stand the new stand on 16th street opens up <laughs>
is there a big rivalry in New York between the clubs? Like, I, like the comedy store and the improv are actually like almost friendly with each other. Is oh, it, really? They, yeah, I mean, it's not like the old days uh, where it's like you can't play there if you play there. Like, is the stand right. in the cellar? Do they? There's definitely it's, it's contention. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. There's this great podcast. Let's plug it. We'll get. We'll plug other people's podcasts. Yeah, I forget which one it is. Perfect. Uh, I love it. Speaking, the but it has, at the comics table. Yeah, it had the owner of Broadway. It had the owner of uh, the cellar. It had the owner of uh, or the manager of Greenwich Village Comedy Club. It also had um, Rebecca Trent Ooh, from the Creek in the, the Cave. In the Cave, and then it also had like Amy I, Hawthorne. I it, no, it had Chris Italia. I think from uh, no. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't on it. No. He wasn't yeah. invited. The Stan's a rogue club. <laughs> yeah, they were. Well, they this... turned it down. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there, wow. there was some, especially in the early days of the stand being uh, developed because the stand in Greenwich opened at the same time, and it, they both opened next to clubs at Al Martin, or no? I guess Al. I think this. I don't know. It's, I think, it's a whole cluster. I think the um, yeah, you have the Broadway, Broadway in Greenwich, like that that owner group doesn't care for the seller and vice versa because they're very close Greenwich and the seller are very close to one another. So it's kind of like one is seen as kind of like just poaching audiences as like taking their spillover pretty right. much. And then, um, you know, you have like, I think a lot of like, I think the people from Gotham and New York comedy club and stand up New York and the seller, I think they're all like pretty symbiotic. Like they're pretty cool with one another. I think it's just like, you know, I I definitely like the stand with the seller or with also with New York because the stand and New York Comedy Club are very close to one another or were. So I think that was obviously a, a big point of like, if you work here, you can't work there kind of a thing, which really, really sucks because you're just taking food out of comics mouth, which is like it that would, you know, having two clubs close to one another is the best for comics. And now we're like, we're five blocks away. You can run to a spot here and run over to that spot and do us, you know, get two quick, you know, paid spots. It's the yeah. best, but it's not really that. Yeah. It became, it started to get with time a little more. Like if you work there, you're not working here, like an unofficial, right. You know, not necessarily, which is so weird. The last time I got paid to work there, I, I worked both clubs on the busiest night, New Year's Eve. <laughs> and did so I, they know you were at the other club? They did. They actually called because they were, uh, they had, I guess there was some sort of mix up with a tell. He was supposed to be there and he didn't know, but what I, so they had no comic and their manager knew I was around the corner and he called and I sprinted over there, ended up closing the show, had a really great time, really good set and haven't worked there since. <laughs> oh sweet yeah yeah because <laughs> in la it's it's even the i mean the clubs are relatively close together you mm -hmm. know like the laugh factory's right down the road from the store right the improv's not too far down i mean the ice house is its own little bubble yeah i love it, the ice house oh man. it's so nice it's uh, such a great room it's the people who are it's probably the easiest room of all the clubs yeah because uh, it's just real people there's not really a lot of industry there it's just people yeah like, who are too, I don't want to say lazy, but they don't want to drive to Hollywood. Right. Uh, have you ever played Hermosa Magic? No. No, I've oh, done. That's the, blast. the only ones here that I've done have been Laugh Factory, um, Ice House, and then uh, just Belly Room. Yeah, I mean, that's. Been, uh, yeah. There's not a lot of rooms. Like when you asked me uh, what rooms were out here. I was like, Jesus, bro, it's it's tough. Well, like, that's the thing, yeah. If you're not uh, if you're not passing those places, that's the harder. I mean, that's got to be so tough for 
new comics to break into like the store because I know they have the three rooms, which is funny because you know their um, I guess their companion or their comparative in New York would be the cellar, which also has three rooms, um, nine shows a night. But they're yeah, but they're have they're all having way more shows a right. night, so there's way more spots to go around, you know. Which is and I think they're also probably doing less time, so there's more comics on each lineup versus at the store. Well, because here is is where uh, they develop the never ending show, right? The show that yeah. goes for like four hours, so it starts at nine, and then they have <laughs> kind of spots dedicated to one fifteen, and then it could even go longer than that. Oh yeah, I mean, you just uh, leave when the audience just leaves when they're ready. Is that how that works? You know, they pick a comic to leave on. <coughs> yeah, right. it's got nothing to do with how good or bad they're doing. It's like, okay, we're gonna leave after Theo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, which sucks if you're the comic after. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. then it's. You know, you can't get mad at whoever's going on before you. It's just the crowd picks a person. Mm. And, uh, it's also a tough thing to like get a show rolling, or you know, or like have have continued momentum if people are constantly like shifting and all the energy is changing with each yeah. person. Especially at the store where it's all headliners. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Rogue and it's Jazz and like it's Stanhope. It's and, you know, and then they get toward the end where it's guys like me or girls, you know, mm-hmm. like Jessica Michelle Singleton, who's awesome. She's so funny. Oh, she's yeah. great. She was in New York for a while this uh, before the summer. She's, yeah, she's great. She's amazing, but so, it's tough because you literally feel like a Chinese guy at the end of a black guy gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> How's that again? Uh, I well, get, I mean, you I know, I get it. I know exactly. I just would want to hear more about it. <laughs> you're you're glad you're in the movie. You just wish you went on earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you, you know but because they're like looking at you like okay who are you right, right even if you have tv credits like you know they haven't like i'm on a cartoon but they haven't really seen it yeah and they're yeah. waiting they're just waiting for the next you know a or their last name to come on that's yeah really that's a so i i just started working at the cellar like a month or two ago and that's the one thing that i've noticed different about there is like the fact that i'm on stage there kind of already there they like think I'm going to be good because it's there. Like the venue is almost the credit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Because I know they don't know me. And there's times that I've let off shows. There's times that I've done more towards the end. But every single time, like, you know, I don't get the the Louis-esque, you know, applause at the beginning and reverence, but the people are still super into it. Well, you might now. <laughs> yeah, there's room. <laughs> but that's a that's do you find that the store like kind of because they have so few spots outside of headliners that they do like foster and develop new talent through their ranks? Or is it just kind of like you can get in, but once you're in, you're just going to be in that one fifteen time frame for a long time until somebody moves or gets, you know, I mean, it's tough. Like in, in my case, I, you know, I started out at one fifteen, um, and then, uh, you know, roast battle got me on TV you know, even though it's not stand up per se, it's yeah. a credit. So right. I got maybe it's twelve forty five. Yeah, you're yeah. moving up ten minutes at a time. Well, I mean, I was lucky because I, you know, I was I had a great run on the show, so I was on a Comedy Central. I think five nights in six days, mm-hmm. which was I'd never been on TV before. Right. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, he gets to go on twelve forty five now, and then the show. I mean, I, I guess the point is, uh, the more you get on TV, the earlier. Yeah. You'll go on, but you'll still like someone like me who's an unknown for the most part. 
I'm still going on to 1230. Like, right. who am I going to replace? Right. Like, yeah. you know, this last night at the store, it was Dalia, Rogan, Marin, mm. uh, you know, uh, Beth Stelling. Uh, right. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead of any of those guys mm. or girl. And yeah. I shouldn't. Right. Uh, you know, they're just more established than I am. So it's even the people at the end of the lineup are on TV shows. Yeah. I mean, or with the number two podcast on iTunes. I mean, I don't like to brag. <laughs> and I know a lot of my LA podcasters are very happy for me. Yeah. That's it, actually. Is there internal beef amongst LA podcasters? Oh, 100%. Because this is where it started. Like, you know, this is this is kind of the, the birthplace of podcasting, I would say, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was on maybe one of the first podcasts with Sam Tripoli, uh, the great Joe Bartnick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe's the best. It's like, so funny. It's like, why can't everyone be like him? Like, yeah. you're nice, you're funny, you don't, you're not cocky, you just do your thing. And, uh, and we did it in the basement of Barney's Beanery. Oh, no shit. Uh, and the guy running, it was just a moron. Uh, but I look back and go, wow, that was a podcast, what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. And we just all four kind of gave up because uh, there was a good-looking guy on the show as well. He was just a Canadian uh, actor. It's like, well, we need a good-looking guy on the show. Like, yeah. Me, Joe, and Sam look like an Amber Alert line. It's an audio vision. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. this audio yeah, medium, we need this gorgeous man. But the guy running it was brilliant tech-wise. Like, it was audio. It looked like Rogan's thing. Mm. It was just... But uh just didn't work out. And uh I don't know. I mean, I think podcasters are... uh it's almost like clubs where don't go on his, go on mine. I mean, really? That's yeah. so funny. Ours, it's like, it's just like all you can get. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah and, I mean, especially I, if you have podcasts too, it's great to like. You know, it's like a cross promotion kind of. You know what I mean? Where it's like everybody can. It only helps to benefit right. to stand to do other people's as well. I mean, I probably thought that way in the very beginning. Well, I don't want to go on this guy's podcast because then the people who would listen to mine are going to listen to his now, but it's the opposite. Like, yeah, yeah. no, you just get more fans. Yeah. Like yeah. your fans, uh, hopefully my fans mm -hmm. go, oh, who are these guys? I'll, I'll check out, you yeah. know, Irish goodbye. And then they, maybe they hear another guest that you guys had on all this. It's like literally dominoes. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I like a guest, if I like somebody, I'll typically listen to other stuff that they're on. Yeah. Like just across the platform. So it's a great, uh, I mean, for me, it's been awesome. Like to mm. do Skankfest last year and like people go, Hey, you're inappropriate or like, it's like, wow, this is my fan base. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool, it's a fucking, yeah. And those and like the skank, like the Legion of Skanks fan base is like, while they sometimes might get a bad rap are like diehard comedy fans. They're and they're like, they're great comedy fans too. Cause they, they, they're all of the people that they like or it's like the you know big j and like you know norman and kurt and like all these guys who are fucking great comics yeah. you know well and they're you know they look frightening i think that's the, yeah that's, oh my god because you go there and you're like oh my this like this is a futuristic bar room like this looks insane well i mean here. you know i met them all at the creek in the cave which yeah. is like the bar in star wars <laughs> yeah that's exactly right that's on, that's on a regular night yeah it's yeah i mean oh that are there. the bo that was in that room oh yeah dude it is unfucking believable i mean like i love the food there but no cooking could possibly outweigh the dirt vagrants that just completely <laughs> permeates through, yeah. at the bottom of that place i mean we don't really have a club like that out here like mm. it's they're pretty clean yeah like, you know the place you guys are doing tonight chatterbox in west, in west covina let's let's go there if you local yokels Woo -woo. does this come out today oh yeah i don't fuck around yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but that's that's the thing too, where it's like, and that's another thing from Skankfest was, uh, you know, you show these fans, and again, they look like kind of rough and tumble guys, like you know, like it looks like a, a comprised of mostly people that would be in a mosh pit in uh, there, and you're watching, you know, Big J go up, and all these guys, and like Ari, and all these guys that are like you know, it can be pretty like filthy and challenging in terms of their views and stuff. And they're like all just howling and loving it. And then Nate goes up, Nate Bargatze mm. goes up and is just doing his clean, like I want to buy a hammock at Walmart material. And it's murdering on a level that yeah. like if I were hit and then Jim Gaffigan comes and does the same thing. And it's like this, you look at this fan base and you go like, after Jay and Ari and all these guys, like these guys might have a tough time, you know, Kurt, like these are my guys, not because they're not good comics, but just because their materials like clean. And these guys seem like this, like drugs, drink, like fight, fuck around. And then it's like, he's doing kid and wife material. And it's just, that's how good that's the fan base though. They're just they're just fucking they want good comedy. Yeah. Yeah, they appreciate good stand up no matter the style. Right. Which is why I found it so welcoming. Okay. Uh you know, it's like this is like it was like looking into a chat room and going, This is who's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be great though. Are you coming back to Skankfest? Uh, I don't think I am. Uh, oh, buddy. uh you know, I, I didn't uh <laughs> I, I didn't really hear back from anyone, so uh yeah, I was looking forward to judging Naked Roast again. But I don't know if they're doing that again. I don't know. I don't know. What yeah, I th they might be doing Naked Roast. I don't know. He mentioned that I. Uh, he asked me to judge. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, I'm not. I like people guessing at what my dick looks like. I don't want the actual proof to be out there. I just got to take a Yahembe about two hours. <laughs> shave. You got a, a Swedish dick pump in there right before as well. You just got to jack off. Yeah. Yank it. Tired time. Make sure. Uh, I, well, I didn't know that the whole front row could see me because, you know, we were elevated on a stage and they're laughing. I'm like, why are they laughing? But you were at a table without a right. without a curtain in the front of it. So everyone could just see. Just staring eye to eye with your dick. And I'm yeah. just like pulling on it like a slanky. And, you know, looking back, I, I probably could have... Uh, you know, handle myself a little better, but it was intimidating to be in a room full of three or 400 people, naked bodies everywhere. I mean, it's funny because Bronston was like, just, I remember him just being like sweating and like swaying uh, in the breeze. I mean, he looked, he's a tall man to sway. Yeah. I mean, and, he, and also sweaty without Molly. Yeah. I mean, he looked a little green around the gills. Yeah. Uh, you know, he looked like Apollo Creed trying to get up at the end of Rocky. Right, too, yeah. Where he just looked over and said, fuck it. Uh, and then, you know, Ari's balls and Zach's dick. With Ari does have unseasonably, like, uh, like unseasonably, unseasonably large balls. I like, mean, it was good uh, for summertime. They're like, they're like peaches. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they look like two baseballs. Stuck in hubba bubba gum. That yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, I was just going to say that. So, yeah, like hot mozzarella. Just like yeah, weighing down. Just like, you know, two grapefruits in an Abba Zabba bar. <laughs> just like, this is just so nasty. But like, that was not the worst thing I saw that night. Like, I still try and describe that show to people. And it, it just, it's tough. I mean, Zach blading himself. Oh, yeah. Blood everywhere. The whole front row looked horrified. And then Ari throwing a, a full cup of 
urine. Yeah. Uh, well, so Zach had like long lasting issues from that. I think he was concussed. I think he like bled and had to get. He bled. Up. Well, he, it was way too large of a cut he made. He he sliced it and it kind of lacerated. So well, it was like a was wide. Drinking. So his blood was thin as shit. So they, I don't even think they could stitch him until the next day. He was pouring <laughs> blood backstage. Oh, it was so great. And then the food fucking tray well you know every guy who was in the roast was jacking off trying to get hard and then they're touching the sandwiches yeah like, yeah and then being like no i don't want I'm this actually yeah. like can i get the snickers bar that's been pre-packaged yeah wow they're gonna have to really separate the rooms this year in a post louis world oh i don't think you can do that show <laughs> <laughs> knowing knowing Lewis and them, that's the probably the reason they will do the show is because they're not supposed to do the show. That's kind of been their MO, but it's been a it's supposed to be even bigger this year, so who knows? We'll see. I mean, it was amazing last year. I mean, three days of nonstop stand up podcasts. Yeah. Uh, everyone's cool. We're hosting We're, a beer pong tournament. Yeah. The Irish which, Goodbye Beer Pong Tournament. At the Creek in the Cave. At, no, it's at Brooklyn Bazaar this year. It's in it's in oh. it's in Brooklyn. The yeah. the but uh, yeah, that's like one of the things that we're doing. We're well, I know that's like one of the. Th I'm I'm leaving this trip and I'm like, all right, good. I can take like a real extended non-drinking sabbatical, and then I'm like, cool, Skankfest in a week. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, it's gonna be brutal. I mean, because I think the Bruce Willis roast is right around that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big. Uh, Did they already film that? I think it films the 14th. Oh wow. Mm. Uh, I don't uh, think they've completed the dais yet. And then well, they announced some of the dais, which was some, there were some weird choices on there where I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. Some no does and then some like, what? I mean, I love that Dom Herrera's on it. I love, of course. He's, no, that makes uh, sense. Best. Like he's like just and um, awesome. I think Whitney Cummings is on it. Or there was some yeah, Nikki Glazer's. No, Nikki, Nikki Glazer, and she yeah. she murdered last time. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she was uh, killer. I'm trying to think who else is on it. Uh, I know uh, uh, Gordon Levitt's the the host. Oh, yeah, yeah just uh, which Levitt. is kind of weird. I don't know if he has an affiliation with Bruce Willis or not. I it, yeah, I have, I, can't I feel think like he'd have to be. I feel like you'd have to just be like that's like a he's my friend. I want him to be a part of this because I know that's why him and Dom. That's why Dom's on it. They're very good friends. Oh, nice. And yeah. then, uh, of course, you have Jeff Ross. And, yeah. Uh, and then it's a, like Sybil Shepard, Kevin Pollack. Sybil, she used to be a comic, right? I don't think so. She was oh. on Moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Oh, but didn't she get her own sitcom because she did stand up? I mean, I'm sure she had a sitcom. I've never heard of her doing stand up before, oh, okay. but who Edward knows? Edward Norton was the other one where I was like, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if he's ever uh, and Lil Rel. He just takes off his shirt and still. Lil Rel, Lil Rel battle. Lil Rel, no, Lil Rel oh. Howry. How oh Rel battle. No, I, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you think they would? I think we talked about this on uh, uh, Irish Goodbye podcast on iTunes. Yeah, uh, you think they would have at least one person from roast battle? Well, yeah, I mean, I they have an entire farm league for roasts that they don't. Well, I think if anything, because, you know, people are dumb and people just want to see celebrities and stuff. But it's like, if nothing else, I'm assuming some of the battlers will be getting, you know, un uncredited writing uh, yeah. credits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like somebody like Mark Norman, who who did Roast, ba Roast Masters on TV, like uh, the first one, I think it was Roast against Battle. Leonard Oots or something like that. Yeah. Or was that just for the festival? But he like, and he has an hour special for Comedy Central. Why wouldn't he be on that? Or like Sam Morell or, you know, any of the guys that Comedy Central has stuff coming out with. I just don't get. I, I mean, get I, I can't figure out TV executives. Yeah. But then the next I'm sure season, they know. I'm sure they make 
more money than I could even possibly imagine. And my questions are so rudimentary and dumb that they just would scoff at them. But, but I, don't I think, think they are, though. No, I, but I think that's why people like one of the more memorable things from one of the roasts was remember how bad Mike the situation from Jersey oh, Shore was. Horrible. But they love that because <laughs> him bombing has got more eyes. You know what I mean? Whether right. they bomb or do well, that's that's what people remember. That's what people want to see. That's what people click and share. So if you're so I think they're kind of hoping like maybe one of these guys will eat it and but then one like the situation totally understandable to have somebody that is a guaranteed like car crash but then you have kate walsh <laughs> it's like what like why is kate walsh on a fucking comedy dais who knows or ann coulter right yeah the yeah. ann coulter I mean, and, one and honestly you know she's she's a tough person to defend but i thought that entire situation was pretty gross i mean i i just love the absurdity of she just used it to plug her book. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, they, they, so she made money off that. And people actually started to have empathy for her because it was just a full-blown, you know, team-up effort of professional comedians to take down this, who I agree is also is an evil person, but doesn't necessarily agree, you know, deserve a public lashing. Nikki, like, demolished. I mean, she did, that was like a, that was a public execution. <laughs> demolishing yeah. is one thing, but then, like, all the bits are about her looks and it's like isn't that part of the whole message of of feminism and like something we shouldn't be judging people based on like, yeah but if it's in a roast her horse face for fucking eight yeah. hours if it's in a roast i'm i'm for it though you know yeah i mean, I mean you sign up uh you know it's it's no different than a roast battle like yeah. we talked about like if you sign up for it it's she definitely knew she had to know that she was about to take a beating yeah. Now yeah. that's coming back too, though. So maybe that's where for the next season of Roast Battle, maybe that's where they'll use the the farm systems to you know to. But I don't know. That's also been announced in terms of yeah. I think that's I don't know when that's shooting, but that's a funny thing too about New York is like New York is the the roast battle. People like everybody is just a lot of people just are doing the roast battle on a regular basis, just on a wing and a prayer that like I'll work my way up the ranks. And then from the ranks is where the casting directors will go. It's like, that's not necessarily the case whatsoever. You mean they don't check those websites. <laughs> you mean they don't go on verbalviolence.tv <laughs> yeah. and go, gee, Jimmy Crickety's number four. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give that man a shot on national television. Yeah, We're going to take a shot on him. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Kids. <laughs> yeah i haven't heard i never heard i mean th there was a time when i was like pretty deep into doing the roast battle and stuff and they were like you know that always comes out hey man like once the show comes back you'll definitely be in that i mean you're definitely in the conversation there's no doubt and then it's just like you know with more time the show took a little bit longer to come back than people expected and then it's just you know it's like it's chasing it's like chasing a credit is is never you know the best thing to do yeah i mean it's i i don't you know, even when I was on the show, I never knew what they were doing. Like I was in one sense, I shouldn't have been told anything. I was just a sidekick. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure they'll bring some people back, some new people. And mm. I think from what I understand, the format's going to be different. It's not a tournament. Right. It's just uh, the last I heard was it was just one off battles. That'll be good because then you can probably do something more along the lines of people that are friends, people that know each other better. People maybe. who don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> who knows? Call somebody out right now for the season. <laughs> you know, I have no one to call out. You lie. I really don't. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the face of names popping into your head. Yeah. And stopping just at your teeth. Like, oh, no. Well, I won't battle people I don't like. Like, right. I would battle either one of you two because mm. I love you guys. It'd be fun battle. Yeah, I'm sure we'd have some deep cuts on each other, but like, uh, I'm from like the Dean Martin school of you, you do roast the ones you love. Right. Uh, and there's really only one or two people I genuinely don't like. Uh, I mean, if I don't like you, you're a dick. Yeah. Cause I like everybody. Like I get along with everyone. I'm a real Palmer, you know, I, I play the game. You yeah. Know, I'm shaking hands. In. Yeah. Hey, great set. Hey, I love your closer. Oh, you didn't go on. Well, I'm sure I'm going to love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real schwutz. Uh, but I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of would like to do it again. I'm not at the point where I can turn down TV credits. Sure. Who is? I mean, are. Well, some are. You know, I know that they asked several uh, celebrities for my season. And, you know, a lot of big, bigger name comics don't want to do it. Like, yeah. yeah. I guess once you, there is that thing to being like, I already got the credit. So it's like it's not going to necessarily help you sell more tickets. It's like, you know, once you have roast battle, you have it's like it's like, you know, people that do comedy festivals. You know, if you're doing it multiple times, like you already, that's already on your resume. Like you did right. whatever comedy festival it is. It's like, now it's just going to be, did it three times. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and it, it's not, it's not my sense of humor. Like, yeah. Like I don't like talking shit about people. It's kind of, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> that's, you, yeah, know I mean, what? you know, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, you know Why what? did you call out someone? You yeah. know what? Fuck it. I'll agree to do the next season. I'm fine. I was, uh, I was gonna, I, I was pretty not on board with it, but you know what? Call I'm the champ. I'm okay. Eli, uh, Eli's on another level bed. I don't know guy. about that, but he fucking <laughs> great uh, fight card. I mean, he is also, yeah, he is. Jesus, it's thinner than Kate Moss in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that would be a real um, post, uh, post-diagnosis post battle between Eli and I. <laughs> we got a few, we're just withering away. No, there's, man, there's so many great battlers in New York, too, where it's just, you know, it's just so much, it is fun when you know the person, though. That's like the, it makes such a difference to me. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, on TV, you're, when it was the tournament, you didn't really have a choice. You right. to battle. I didn't know Jimmy Carr. Uh, or Tom Ballard, uh, or really even Kate Trevor. I just knew Sarah. Um, so, uh, but it is a fun show, like the pageantry, uh, you know. Right. Uh, it's, it's like wrestling. Yeah, which is why I did it. Right. I want to act like Rick Rude for 10 minutes yeah. on TV because I'm obsessed with him. Just mm. like he was like Archie Bunker, almost like the lovable heel. Right, right. Uh, so that's like that's how I feel about uh, Eastbound and Down, <laughs> like that. that yeah, that he was character. like a Ric Flair type. Yeah. Uh, uh, but in New York, isn't the uh, the joke writing for Roast Battle is more uh, held in higher esteem than it? Yeah, it's it's uh, what I the biggest difference I noticed was L.A. like shorter surface jokes like, like if you, you did, look like yeah and you, yeah which i mean which honestly makes sense why that works the best because people don't know who the fuck most of these people are on stage <laughs> yeah. so but it's like but you mean in la they're not interested to hear about your sick aunt that yeah <laughs> that makes unless she sad. died of AIDS. yeah but in <laughs> in new york they like it really is a 
they they go deep, you know what I mean? Like this person's anti of AIDS, yeah. and then and then like you know, there's there's a little buildup, which is why people were saying when Eli came here, they were like, oh, he, his style is not going to play because he's kind of long winded in that. But in that long winded, there's you know seven biting jokes, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he kind yeah. of does a one for one for five. I tried to explain roast battle to somebody like that's not in comedy and just had no idea. I, th- I forget who it was, but it was one of my sister's friends. And uh, I was telling him like, oh, we are like our friend Rosebud Baker, funny comic, plug her. She, um, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> what does she look like? She's terrific. Uh, uh, it's never been. That's <laughs> never been a concern of mine. <laughs> she, uh, her sister died like when she was a kid <laughs> and that gets brought up. Every, every time single battle yeah and i was like telling this person like, like a joke that they said and they were just like why would anybody do this like this sounds like my biggest nightmare just picking at my worst moment of my life and then making everybody laugh at me about it yeah i mean you do it for the attention <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think anyone wants to hear about their sister dying or you know my parents dying two months apart or this person being raped or you know, right but, yeah that's never a. It's a, but it works somehow. You know what I mean? It just is. Who the fuck knows, man? I don't know. <laughs> it's another avenue to get on the tube. Yeah, you know? exactly. All the mice are scrambling right now, <laughs> lining up those battles. Yeah. Good luck with that, guys. That is funny though, because it's it is just it's a TV show. You know, obviously the live show here runs forever, but it's like one of those things that people could give up stand up for, focus entirely on, and then all of a sudden it's off of TV for good, and they oh, are now a battle writer for nobody. Right. Well, I mean, it's just uh, I don't think people realize if they do well on the show, they're going to get asked to headline or maybe feature for Burt mm. Kreischer, or, right, or you know whoever. Uh, Ari and you better have more than 10 minutes yeah. you know yeah there's definitely some that don't <laughs> that oh are, yeah I mean that I, know are them all. Yeah. I know them all yeah uh, but they get work and then but then they never get work again right so it's like a very uh, it's like American Idol you know you see some of those people they don't have four songs yeah and then they do well on the show and they're asked to headline a, an hour and a half concert. It's like, oh boy, it's a lot of covers tonight. Get Justin Guarini got spit out right away. Yeah. But I mean, he was like the featured <laughs> sweet boy. Uh part of the you know, uh he, he didn't win it, right? No, he, he lost he to Kelly Clarkson. To Kelly Clarkson, and they did a fucking movie together. Yeah. Justin and uh, from Justin to Kelly or something like that. But he was like the perfect example of like, okay, good looking kid. He's he has one or two songs you could throw together, just like yeah. okay, this person's a good road joke writer they're interesting looking you know now what that's also interesting i'm curious if this continues over a long span of time like a long time if we'll figure out like american idol that the people that are like second third place almost are in a better position because they didn't win it and because they weren't necessarily pigeonholed to doing it for good they all they just found a way to be on tv and then it led to other shit elsewhere yeah, I mean, that's like how I feel about how I did. Like, yeah. I didn't win it. I finished third. Got the same amount of TV time as Mike and mm-hmm. Sarah. But uh, even though it's still the most asked question I get when you're doing it again, you know, it's not. And there's no stigma behind the show. But, like, you know, I, I got what I could out of it. And, yeah, 100%. And, well, and now you're on a narrative show and a cartoon. So yeah. you're do, you've already parlayed it into other shit that is going to then parlay 
other shit. And some of these people who haven't gotten anything and still battle, yep. sh- shame on you people. <laughs> <laughs> You're chasing a dead credit, man. Yeah, sh- you got those 15 minutes are up. <laughs> Good luck on season three. <laughs> All right, guys. I know you have another podcast to do. Unfortunately, I can't plug it due to uh, personal issues. Uh, and I like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, I, know. Uh, I think you guys know the the story. I won't, re- you know, yeah. bore people with it. But uh, it's just uh, it's like asking Nike to plug Adidas. Yeah, it's, not, it's not happening. Totally. I'm an, uh, I'm an, I'm a Jordan man. My Myself, but uh, right. you know, I mean, I like two of the three hosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time. I mean, you know, what, what, you can't like everyone. Yeah, you know. But uh, where can people find you guys on social media? Plug it all yeah. at I am Mike Cannon across everything. You know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, my dates. I, I'm on uh, MikeCannonComedy.com. I'm going to be in San Antonio, Baltimore, a couple more places in August, and then for the rest of the year, uh, just check out my website and uh, yeah, my album. I think it just kicked in. Yeah, uh, check out. Uh, MikeFeenyComedy.com bunch of dates up there uh, which again yeah I'll be in uh, Atlantic City be at Skankfest be all over the place and then uh, yeah I have a bunch of shit on YouTube that's fun and will make people laugh and whatnot. and then uh, obviously check out Irish Goodbye Podcast yeah. Gas Digital Network on iTunes Storytelling Podcast where we just uh, talk about how much we drink and get into and trouble performing at C rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in D rooms myself. Yeah, <laughs> for Dick. And we fucking love that you had us here, yeah, bud. Man, thank you, Dude, so you much. You guys are the best. One last, this is one last time. I know Comedy Central listens to this show. Yes. Who do you want for roast battle season three? My good buddy Evan Williams or Scott Chaplin. I love Scott. Or Earl Skakel. How about that? Earl Skakel. I call uh, Yamanika. Put it in the books. <laughs> I want Yam. <laughs> hey, who knows? Yeah. I have no one to call out. Nobody. <laughs> Given the toughest bracket in the history of this show, I got through them all. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Let's put Earl up against Jesse Joyce. Earl will make it fun. Well, I certainly did. <laughs> fun for me. Yeah. Jimmy Carr, let's make it fun. Let's bring Jimmy Carr into the Rob Loros as roast battle champion. Well, that didn't quite work out. <laughs> hey, let's have Earl fight Benji Aflalo. Benji will beat Earl, get season two. He didn't. Last man standing. So Jeff, Brian, Comedy Central, when are you going to learn? Don't put people you want to see do well up against me. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. And that's all I have. I ran out of to, <laughs> to be honest with you, I ran out of things to say. I'm not usually up this early in the morning. Yeah. I only woke up for you guys. Uh-huh. Thank you, man. Because I know you guys have another podcast to do. <laughs> we have a lesser. A lesser I, no, I, I'm not saying it's lesser. The, 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 you know. You know. You know, you can't like everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That should you be just, the name of this. You can't like everyone. It's physically impossible. You can't like everyone. Well, thanks for having us. <laughs> I mean, you guys. 
You guys don't like everyone in New York, do you? No. no. I mean, do you have a problem with anyone? In, you don't have to name them, but like, do, is there someone, with, like, say you're at the stand waiting to go on? And by the way, check out the new stand, 16th Street, September 29th. I might even fly out for a guest appearance. Wow. And maybe I'll do a roast masters. Maybe I'll do a roast, man. Eli, yeah. put those two meaningless belts up for action. <laughs> Shame, shameless what you did. Shameless. <laughs> Alex Hooper took you on in your home club, judged by your friends. No balls. Oh, I like None. That. This is the call out we've been waiting for. <laughs> no, he, he, he had his chance. Loved how he talked about me the day he went home to New York. Your balls grew to church bells. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm the champ. I'm going to take on number 13. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no balls, dude. Keep those belts. I'll take the TV time, bitch. <laughs> if those two belts fell in the forest, nobody would hear them. <laughs> you had your chance. It's the old saying you like to hear someone's doing pretty good, but you don't want to hear they're doing better than you. <laughs> and I've always done better than you. Bank on it. I bet you're still holding out for season three. Oops, I got the phone call already. Oops, oops, sorry. Did I just let that slip? Inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. 